Hi, everybody. We are beginning a new series, a three-week series called Embracing Truth Today. And I would say probably more than ever before, it's just critical that we understand what is truth, what is a myth. As we continue to work our way through this COVID-19 pandemic, it's, it's so important that we understand what is true about God, what is not true about Him. How you see yourself, how you see your circumstances, how you see what's going on in this world, all of that is affected by how you see God, how you view Him. And so in this series, we're going to identify and really expose three myths about God, who He is and how He is involved in our lives, and we're going to replace those myths with truth, re reassuring, really faith-building truth. So let's just get right into the first myth. This is the one we're going to look at today. It's this. God won't give you more than you can handle. Have you, have you heard that before? Maybe you've said that before. I think, I think we've all heard that and it, and it sounds good. I mean, it, it sounds biblical. Yeah, God won't give you more than you can handle. It, it, it goes something like this, you know, with with your, your mother you know, passing here last year or, or with the divorce you know, that you're going through or, or the, the loss of employment, just, just going through you know, this, this crisis that our world is dealing with. There's, there's so much that you're dealing with right now, but it, it, it's going to be okay. You know, er everything's going to be fine because God won't give you more than you can handle. And again, that, that just sounds, it sounds right, it sounds good, but the thing is, God never said that. In fact, He really, in the Bible, says just the opposite, that there will be times in our lives when life gives us more than we can handle. I think one reason why this myth feels right to us is it kind of resonates with our culture in America, which kind of values self-reliance that it just it feels like I should be able to handle whatever life throws at me I should have the the strength I, I should have the the inner resources to be able to to deal with whatever comes my way in life and this this myth that yeah God won't give you anything more than you can handle just seems to to fit well with I, that idea Sometimes I think we, we say this myth to ourselves or to somebody else as sort of a, a pep talk where we're like, yeah, you, you can handle this. Don't, don't give up. You know, don't quit. God will never give you more than you can handle. But I want to share with you that this myth is a dangerous myth because it, it introduces us to some, some lies. It, it can cause us to, to lie to ourselves to think, you know what, if, I, if I'm not feeling like I can handle something, I shouldn't reach out to others for help because God won't give me more than I can handle. And it can cause us really to be hesitant to reach out and seek out help. It can also cause us to hold other people to this, this same unrealistic expectation where we in our minds or maybe even verbally say, hey, you should be able to handle this because God won't give you any more than you can handle. And then when life begins to get on top of us and begins to overwhelm us, if we, if we believe in this myth, we, we can develop some very unhealthy ways of trying to, to cope with life. We can begin to self-medicate. We can become workaholics. We, we isolate ourselves. We, 
can get caught up in substance abuse. And so there's a number of things that, that can be very unhealthy for us if we, if we buy into this myth. Where, where did it come from? Where did this idea, this, this teaching that God won't give you more than you can handle originate? Well, I think probably at least in part, that this idea about God came from a misunderstanding of something that Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. So let me read this verse to us here. No temptation, Paul writes, has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Right there in the middle of that verse. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. I think that statement right there, over time and probably with good intentions in mind, got repeated as God won't give you more than you can handle. God won't give you more than you can bear. Talking about burdens. But that's not what the verse is talking about. Paul is talking here about temptations. That when temptations come into our life, God will make sure that He always provides a way for us to remain faithful and to, to not sin and give in to that temptation. And so this verse isn't talking about hardships and, and troubles and, and burdens in our lives. In fact, when you survey the Bible, what you'll see is story after story of, of people where, where life does give them more than they can handle on their own. Gideon, he says, I, I am the weakest in my clan. I am the least in my family. God, I, I cannot do this thing that you're wanting me to do. And then we look at, at Moses who says, I, I'm not a good speaker. God, I'm not a good leader. At a certain point, he's like, these, these people, they're just wearing me out. I, I, I don't think I can do this, God. Even Jesus himself, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on Palm Sunday in, in Gethsemane. is like, God, my, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point I feel like I'm, I'm going to die. I just, I just don't want to do what is before me. And so the truth is, sometimes in life, you, you find yourself experiencing more than you can handle. As we've seen in recent weeks, life has a way of just having all kinds of turns and, and twists to it. And sometimes life comes at us in a way that just knocks our legs out from underneath us and causes us to just be dizzy on the ground and so the promise of scripture is not that that we will somehow escape hard times or that we will we will you know have what we need inside of us on our own to be able to deal with those hard times but the promise of the bible is that we will not be alone in those hard times. Jesus said it like this in John 16, 33. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Do you know what those words mean? Those words mean that when life is hard and it feels like it's getting on top of us, that it's okay to say, I can't handle this. I need help. 
that it's okay to lean into God, to look to Jesus Christ, to reach out to His church, to say, I need some help to deal with what life is throwing at me right now. It, it also means you don't have to be a superhero because we already have a hero who reigns supreme. God won't give you more than you can handle is a myth. It's just, it's not true. The truth that we have in Jesus Christ is much better. It is far superior to that myth. Let me share it with you. It's this, God will help you handle all that you are given. That God will be there for you. That He will not uh, forsake you. That He will not abandon you. That He will help you handle whatever it is that you find yourself having to deal with in life. So let's talk about how does this work. There are a couple of reasons why God at various times in your life will allow things to happen to you that uh, you cannot handle on your own. The first reason is this. God wants to teach you to depend upon His presence. Would you agree with me that, that when things are going well, it's easier to kind of forget about God, to kind of put Him in the, in the, the background of your life? I mean, let, let's be honest, that, that when things are going well, um, we tend to say, you know, God, I know you're still there. I know I still need you, but not so much right now, God, because things are going really well, and I'm just you know, hoping that, that things will continue to go well. And we just don't feel the urgent need for God when things are, are going great, things are going good. But when life begins to take a turn, when, when life begins to spiral in a downward way and, and problems begin to mount, how, how quickly we feel drawn to God how quickly we feel a sense of needing to be near God, to reach out to Him, to cry out to Him, to, to, to call out to Him and ask Him for His help. We see this reality in the story of Jonah. Jonah chooses not to accept a ministry assignment that God gives to him and really just kind of goes in the opposite direction of the direction God wants him to go. And so quickly his, his life begins to spiral. And through kind of an odd series of events, he, he gets thrown off of this ship that he's on out into the water. And God just miraculously brings this, this big fish to swallow him up. So I want to read Jonah 2, 2 to you. It says this, In my distress I called to the Lord, and He answered me. And then over in verse 7, When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Notice what Jonah doesn't say here. He doesn't say, In my success I called to you, Lord. No, but in my distress I called to you, Lord. I remembered you in my prayer. It's amazing how we crave God and, and we notice that we need Him during times of distress but we tend to overlook Him in times of success. When my life was ebbing away from me, that's when my prayers rose to you. That's when I remembered you, Lord, Jonah says here. I, in my distress, I called to you. Now, instead of calling to God, 
Sometimes people in their distress instead question God and begin to wonder about God. God, with what is happening to me in my life, I question whether or not you are with me. Because I've asked God, I've prayed for something, and, and just the opposite has happened. And so God, where are you? Why is this happening right now? God, if you were powerful, this would not be happening. You must not be with me. God, if you are good, this would not be happening. You, you must not be with me, God. And so because what's happening in my life right now is going the way it is, God, you must not be with me. I feel like this may be what some of you need to hear most from this message. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. When a storm hits, never let the presence of that storm, those difficulties, cause you to doubt the presence of God, that He is with you, that He will never forsake you, that He loves you, that He invites you into His presence, that He might care for you and, and, and bless you and, and help grow you. Why would God allow you to experience more than you can handle in your life? Well, one reason is so that He might teach you how to depend upon His presence and turn to Him. We read in Psalm 145.18, the Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. When you call on God, you will experience His nearness. You will experience His, his love, His goodness, his, his comfort, His reassuring presence. My sophomore year of college was a turning point in my life. My freshman year was the loneliest year of my life. So I transferred back to my hometown my sophomore year to be close to family, close to friends that I grew up with, but it still didn't really seem to make much of a difference. And that's because I, I was just wandering at that point in my life. I really didn't have a sense of direction. I didn't have a sense of purpose. I, I would say I was following the crowd. I, I, I was kind of following my own earthly desires rather than, than following my heavenly Father. And there was a moment that I'll never forget. I talked last week on Easter about how a moment can change everything. And this was a moment that it feels like it happened. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Where I was standing in the middle of this huge party. It was just, it was an outdoor party. It felt like um, there were hundreds of people. There was a big frat party. And I just remember, I mean, there were people, friends all around. I just remember kind of looking up into the night sky and just just thinking, is this all there is? I mean, God, I, 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 I've never felt so empty in my life. And that, that moment just really marked me. I came down with mononucleosis right after that. And so for several weeks, I just felt, you know, like I had no energy, no motivation at all. I, I felt so low. I felt depressed. I felt full of shame and just, just with a very low sense of self-worth. And it was like in that time in my life, there was nowhere else to turn. 
And so I turned to God. And now looking back, I realized that God allowed that time in my life where it just it was just way too much for me that I might turn to Him and reach out to Him and begin to depend upon Him. And, and I am who I am today because of those times where when life begins to really overwhelm me and, and be too much for me, I, I've learned that I can depend upon the presence of God. That I can draw close to Him and receive His reassuring love and presence in my life. This, this is how life goes. Where sometimes you're on the mountaintop and life is great. Other times you're down in the valley and then back on the mountaintop. And I know we can experience God on the mountaintop and I, I want to, but I'll, I'll confess to you, I, I experience Him better in the valley. In the valley, when I'm hurting, I experience His, his love, his, his, his closeness, His compassion more. It just, it just seems, I, not necessarily the way I, I want it, but it just, this is the way that I've experienced things and how God works. It's, kind of, it's, it's like that very famous verse in Psalm chapter 23. Let me read it to you. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And I can just tell you with sincerity, I'd rather be in the valley with the Lord than be on the mountaintop without Him. I'd rather be hurting and be with Jesus, be experiencing His, His goodness and love than be on the mountaintop and not be aware of His presence, not be aware of, of what He is doing. If you are hurting right now, please hear me. You are not alone. God is with you. He sees you. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants to bless you, minister to you, comfort, encourage you, strengthen you, give you hope. When you find yourself facing more than you can handle, maybe God is teaching you to depend upon Him, depend upon His presence, that He is near. Well, there's a second reason why God allows us to experience at times more than we can handle. And it's this, that God wants to teach me how to experience His power. And again, I want to come back to this myth. I think it's a part of our fallen nature to just want to say, I can handle this in my own strength, with my own resources. You know, and this myth kind of feeds this idea. God won't give me more than I can handle. But that's not true. God created you to need Him. God created you to be dependent upon Him. To be desperate for Him. Please hear me. You were created by God and for God. And when you begin to recognize that God doesn't expect you to be able to handle everything, that's when you begin to experience His power at work in your life. This is the lesson 
that the Apostle Paul learned and that he writes about in his second letter to the church in Corinth where he writes about this thorn in the flesh that just plagued him that just burdened him. It was like, it was, it was more than he wanted to handle or felt like he could handle. And so he, he, he prayed for God to take this thorn in the flesh away. Now, what was this thorn? We, we don't know. Scholars for centuries have kind of speculated. I personally think it had something to, you know, something It was physical, a thorn in the flesh. But I really like the ambiguity that we have in the Bible about this thorn because it makes it very easy then for every one of us to apply what God says to Paul here to our own thorn. But Paul passionately, fervently seeks God to take this away from him. The Bible says three times he prayed for God to remove this thorn from him. And I don't think these were just three prayers or even three days where he prayed for this. I think these were seasons of prayer. Three times he came to God in a, in a season of, of really devoted prayer. Maybe fasted as he prayed. Maybe reached out to his ministry partners. Said, will you pray with me and for me about this? That God, will you take this away? You can take this away. God, you have that power. You have that ability. And I ask you to and God says each time, no. Now let me just pause to say, if you walk long enough with God and you live long enough in this broken world, you will have a thorn that won't be taken away. And you'll pray, God, why won't you take this away? You can do this. I know you can. Why won't you do this, God? God, help this depression go away. Why, why does this depression keep coming back, God? God, heal these, these headaches that my child suffers from. God, I hate to see my loved one suffer over and over, God. Take this away. God, fix my marriage. You, you can fix my marriage, God. Do that. God, God I, I, I ask that you would uh, turn my teenage child back to you God God just even even for one month would you help my family to not be financially struggling so mightily God you you can do this God why would God allow you and me to have more than we can handle this is exactly where Paul was at God actually speaks to Paul and he says some words to Paul that are so deeply meaningful to every one of us. All who will receive these words. Let me read them to you. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Paul says, God, why didn't you do this for me? And God says to him, my grace is sufficient. For my power is made perfect in weakness. God says, my grace is what you need, Paul. As you rely on me in your weakness, I will empower your life, Paul. And so as Paul begins to realize this, that God allows things into our life that we cannot handle on our own, that we might learn then to experience His power. 
And so he begins to say some things here in this part of the letter that just sound like crazy talk. Unless you understand this principle that when we come to God in our weakness and we reach out to Him and are dependent upon Him, that He then empowers us with His grace and empowers us with a strength that goes way beyond human abilities and human limitations. And so let let me read to you what Paul writes from here then. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. Listen to this. I delight in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul is like, thank you God when people insult me for serving you. Because that's caused me to depend more fully upon you and experience your grace and power in my life. Thank you for these hardships that I experience. What's he talking about there? Well, we know he's talking about when he was beaten and whipped to the point where people thought he he was dead. When he was shipwrecked, when he was imprisoned, all of these hardships. He says, I, I, I thank you, God. I, I delight in the persecutions that I experience, the, the spiritual oppression that he experiences because of his, his faith and message about Jesus. He says, I, I just delight in these difficulties. Why? He says, because I've come to understand this spiritual truth. That when I am weak and I turn to you, that's when I experience your power for my life. He says, I I delight in all of these struggles because when I don't have what it takes, I then tap in to a source of grace and power that is far beyond human abilities. The supernatural strength and power of God. Here's one way to describe the difference between this myth that says God will give you, or God God will never give you more than you can handle, to the truth that God will help you handle whatever you are given in life. Think about the difference between rowing a boat and sailing a a boat. So when you row a boat, you know, you, you get in and you're like, okay. God uh, will, will never give me more than I can handle, so I know I can row this boat, and I can just row it and row it, and I've got all the strength to row it, and you just keep rowing it and rowing it and telling yourself that, that myth and, until finally you're just completely exhausted and you give up and you quit, you know? You just can't keep rowing your boat, a boat forever. But when you think about sailing, that's a totally different picture. As you come to God and you're like, in my weakness, God, I turn to you. I humble myself and I put this matter in your hands, God. And I look to you for your grace and your strength. And you then just put up that sail and you allow the wind that is the Holy Spirit, you see, to bring motion and movement to your life because you're not depending upon your own strength at that point you're relying on God's strength to flow in you and through you you see a totally different way for how to live I want to share with you what I would say is one of probably my favorite 
promise that God makes to us in the Bible, those of us who are followers of Jesus. I'd like for you to read this aloud with me. Philippians 4.13 For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Please hear me. You were created to need Jesus Christ and His strength in your life. If you're going to be a foster parent, That's going to bring more than you can handle on your own. If you're going to raise teenagers, that's going to include more than you can handle on your own. If you're going to be married, that marriage is going to bring more than you can handle on your own. Instead of saying, I've got to be strong. Instead of saying, I know I can be strong because God won't give me more than I can handle. Instead, you need to come to God in weakness, in humility, in brokenness and dependency before Him and say, God, I'm reaching out to You and I am putting this matter in Your hands. I am relying on You, on Your strength and Your power that Your power might be made perfect, God, through me in this matter, God, for Your glory. COVID-19 has given all of us a reality check that, you know, this is more than we can handle on our own. And so we need to be depending upon God, His presence, His power at work in us and through us. Who will help you if your retirement account, you know, gets crushed? God will. Who will help you if your family struggles financially from month to month because you've lost your job or unable to, to work and, uh, you know, with the economy, God will help you. Who, who will help your family if you're feeling, you know, all cooped up like, you know, you, you're going to, you just have to stay sane in this time. Or maybe just the opposite, that you are isolated in complete, you know, loneliness and aloneness. God will help you. Who will help you and care for you if you get the coronavirus? God will. Who will make sure that good ultimately prevails over this horrendous evil? God will. One of the most important things that you can understand about God is that you can depend upon Him To help you handle whatever it is that life brings to you. Whatever it is that comes your way. Before we pray, I just want to remind all of us that the cross of Jesus Christ points out the fact that none of us could handle it on our own. Paul put it like this in Romans 5, 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. In our weakness, in our sin and fallenness, God sent His Son Jesus to save us, to heal us, to bring us back to Himself and empower us with His Holy Spirit. You can depend upon God to help you with whatever it is, whatever weakness you have. For when you are weak, as you turn to God,
He will make you strong. Let's go to him in prayer. God, we are so grateful for the truth that whatever we have to deal with in life, you have promised that you will help us handle it. That you will be there for us. That you will not forsake us. That you will not leave us. That God, you are greater than. You are greater than whatever it is we have to deal with in life. But you created us, God, to need you, to be dependent upon you. And so we reach out to you in this prayer, in this time of worship, in this moment to say, God, we welcome you. Whether we're up on the mountaintop or down in the valley, we welcome you. We welcome your presence. We welcome your leadership. We gratefully welcome your love, your goodness. We ask for your power, God. We humbly come before you and acknowledge we, there is so much about life we cannot handle that is beyond us. And so we invite your empowerment, your grace, your spirit to work in a way where your power is made perfect in us and through us, God. We pray these things, Lord, in faith for your glory, in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen.